Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Now, if you haven't checked the calendar in a while, then it's a good job I'm here because today is August the 5th and birthday-wise, we're looking at a cake with 67 candles on to be blown out by Twisted Sisters Axeman Supreme, Eddie Fingers. He's part of the flamboyant group with Dee and JJ that released hits like I Wanna Rock and We're Not Gonna Take It. Interestingly though, Twisted Sister's highest charting single here in the UK is actually I Am, I'm Me from 1983. So there you go. And also celebrating today is George Albert Ruthenberg, better known as Pat Smear, founder of the LA punk band The Germs and then member of both Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Pat is 63 years old today. But for this show's main story, we're going to go back to hear about the beginnings of a group who signed their first major deal on this day in 1972. Yes, 50 years ago today, Aerosmith signed with CBS Records for a back then eye-watering six-figure sum. And the rest, as they say, is history. According to the ever-reliable Wikipedia, Aerosmith are the biggest-selling hard rock band in American history with sales of over 150 million records worldwide, with 85 million of those in the US alone. They are Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, of course, inducted in 2001. They've won four Grammys, 10 MTV Video Music Awards, and with 25 gold, 18 platinum, and 12 multi-platinum selling albums, they also hold the record for the most total certifications by an American group, which is not bad at all, is it? So joining me today to talk a bit about the history of the group in the early days leading up to them signing this landmark first deal is Corey from the podcast Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. August 5th, 1972, the day the bad boys from Boston were signed to their first record deal with CBS Records for $125,000 following a show at Max's Kansas City in New York. It all began for Aerosmith in the late 1960s with a young Steven Tyler playing drums in a band called Chain Reaction, while friends Joe Perry and Tom Hamilton were playing in Joe Perry's jam band around New Hampshire. Joe and Tom moved to Boston in September 1969 and met drummer Joey Kramer. Kramer dropped out of school to join the jam band. Steven Tyler was a fan of the jam band and proposed that he join the group just as long as he could be lead singer and frontman. The others agreed, and the new band moved into 1325 Commonwealth Avenue to work on their act. They hired uh, Steven Tyler childhood friend Ray Tabano to play rhythm guitar, but he was soon replaced by Brad Whitford. After finalizing their lineup and choosing a name, Aerosmith started getting some local success due to their live shows. They would sign a management contract with David Krebs and Steve Lieber in 1972. Krebs and Lieber invited Columbia Records president Clive Davis to see the band at Max's Kansas City. Aerosmith weren't supposed to play that night, but paid to secure a spot on the bill. Shortly after the band signed to Columbia, and the rest is history. The song No Surprise from Night in the Ruts chronicles this event in Aero history. He's a man who knows everything about Aerosmith. If you're a fan of the band yourself, check out his show, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, on all good podcast platforms. Thank you, Corey. Well, that's it for August the 5th, then. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about another of the world's biggest groups and a movie they released. So, until then, take care. <laughs>